This week, Jeff Tapia returns to discuss Star Trek The Next Generation Season 6. Let's get to it. Season 6 with my good friend Jeff Tapia. This was recorded uh, during a live stream on YouTube, so you will hear us talk to some of the people that are chatting with us in the live chat while we're live streaming. So that's what's happening. If, in case you're wondering why we randomly talk to people during the podcast, like what, what is he ta- who is he talking to? We're talking to people that were watching us broadcast this live. So uh, definitely subscribe to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Sci-Fi. Not only am I going to be doing more of these live sci-fi discussions, including a new version of Sci-Fi on Trial that's just made for a live audience, uh, but I also play video games on my YouTube channel now. I've been playing Mario Maker, which has been going extremely well. I'm totally falling in love with this this whole online game streaming thing and uh, there's been a lot of, like a lot of feedback and a, a lot of new subscribers and like quite a few donations also which has been totally bizarre if you're not familiar with this whole world uh, it's really fascinating there's this incredible like structure of support between you know the people watching people play online or other game streamers you know sending their viewers to my stream which has happened a couple times uh it's called a raid i don't know this is a whole long conversation (laughs) and i said very early on we're getting right into our discussion of tng season six so let's do that uh check me out on youtube if you're curious about this whole new world that i have dipped my feet into quick note about the audio quality in this episode so uh as i mentioned last week i've been having some computer problems where if I record for a long time, I run the risk of losing everything that I've recorded. And I I haven't quite solved that yet. I really can't figure out what's going on. So uh, the workaround that I've been using is that I have to stop and push save every 20 or 30 minutes just to make sure I don't lose everything. And I haven't had any issues since I've done that, but I have tried to run like a three hour recording of nothing and the computer froze again. So uh, yeah, it's really it's really putting a crimp in my podcast game. It's been really frustrating. Uh, so for this episode, I couldn't trust my computer gear on my my main computer to run the live stream audio or even to record it. So I had to use my really crappy USB audio interface. It cost $40 and has one channel. <laughs> so I ended up using a preamp that had two channels running our mics through that. And we were just holding our mics uh, in our hands this time just so it would look better on screen. And then sending those signals into one channel and then recording them into the live stream. It worked well for the live stream, but for a recorded, you know, quality for the podcast, it's way below my usual quality levels. And I was, I'm bummed about that, but there was nothing I could really do, unfortunately. So I'll bring you the first half of this conversation this week. The rest will come to you next week. And let's jump into the motherfucking 24th century for some Star Trek. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Its continuing mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no one has gone before. Tonight we're doing a live podcast recording for my podcast, Sci-Fi with Jesse Mercury. This is episode 90. 
Isn't that crazy? Oh, cool. I get to be on your 90th episode. Yeah, and you were on the first episode. I was on the first episode, too. It's taken us 90 episodes to get to season six of Star Trek The Next Generation, because we started this in, like, the very first episode yes. of my podcast. Yeah. 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 Long time ago. High five. High five. I still have a goal of... Oh, uh, your hand is wet. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sweaty. <laughs> it's, it's warm in here. Um, <laughs> I still have a, a goal of getting to season seven like finishing the show on episode 100 but that's only like 10 episodes away can we do it i can totally do it because i cannot stop watching fuck yeah it's so good (laughs) it is so good yeah it's so great yeah um well let's talk about season six so well let's introduce you we haven't introduced you yet this is my friend jeff tapia tell us about yourself jeff hi i'm jeff tapia i live in seattle and i play in a band called rat queen I'm a sci-fi enthusiast, but not an expert, and I'm here to learn a little bit more about that world. Nice. <laughs> good, right? A little troubling, but overall very good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Jeff started watching my favorite show, Star Trek The Next Generation, right around the time when I started my podcast. So, we've just been chronicling your experience watching yeah. my favorite show for the first time. Yeah, it's it's been pretty great. Okay, so tell me about season six. What did you think of season six overall? It was so good. <laughs> I like was starting to like uh, towards the end of season four. I admit, like, I was starting to be like, man, I don't know if I can keep promising I can do these podcasts because, like, I don't know if I can make it through this show. And, make it like, through Star Trek itself. Star Trek because oh, wow. season four was great. It was very good, but like, you know, like, what's up, swag? I Welcome. just have different, like, I don't know ideas of what i want out of long-term television commitment interesting i've never heard this before well i didn't want to admit it because i was like no i promised that i was gonna do this and i'm gonna do it and then i started season five and i was like okay cool i'm in interesting yeah i didn't realize that six was just like oh shit (laughs) so good Yeah. yeah so yeah overall impressions i fucking loved it uh that's number one number two they have to stop using the fucking hollow deck because it's not safe to do it, and I, I don't know why they keep doing it. Oh, you like, mean the crewmen need to stop using yeah, the holodeck? Yeah, they it's need not to safe? decommission that yeah. shit. It never turns out right. <laughs> so why do you keep using in the holodeck? But it's so cool. Yeah, I get it. It's, it's a sexy. So cool. It's a sexy temptress, but like it's an imaginarium that's real. I know, but like it, shit keeps coming alive and trying to kill them, <laughs> dude. Like that's not safe. And they're bringing kids in there. We'll get to that episode. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> Yo, Gaming with Jay, welcome. <laughs> Games and Movies says, I want a crossover with Star Trek and Star Wars. I totally I would, want that. I, yeah, I would, yeah, I would that, fuck that up. Are a, we allowed to curse on this show? Yeah. Okay, yeah. There's actually comic that books that do that crossover that are pretty awesome. No, you know, I read a comic book that was a Star Trek and X-Men crossover, and it was awesome. I really liked Star it. Star Trek and X-Men? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> Well, do you want to uh, jump into it here? Should we jump into season six? Let's talk yeah, about it. Yeah, let's We're gonna talk, talk about, about it, it. Episode by episode. I, I always think about in like the season six DVD, Brent Spiner saying that he thought that this was the best season of Star Trek overall. Really? He just felt like they were like... You mean that the love of my life has <laughs> yes. the same opinion as me? <laughs> oh, 
Yeah, Data himself like oh. loves, 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 loves oh, this season. Good, me yeah. too. Do you still have a hard on for Dana? Dana. Oh Dana. my God, it's, like this, it's this far bigger than the before. Really? It's bigger than it's ever been. You can see it through my leggings. It's embarrassing. <laughs> Dude. It's really good. Okay, so this season starts with the, uh, the, the second half of the cliffhanger of Time's Arrow. Uh, from season five. So the cliffhanger basically left off where Data went back to San Francisco in the past. And then this season picks up and we'll start with, uh, let's see, here's the description from Memory Alpha. Um, Trapped in 19th century San Francisco, the crew of the Enterprise must locate Data and prevent his death while stopping the Davidians from destroying Earth's history. Yeah, I think that I didn't like this one or something. Really? I just barely remember it. Oh, wow. That's like one of my favorite episodes I just of the entire barely, show. I barely remember it. Um, what happened at the end? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, obviously, Data didn't die. Like the rest of the cat, the, most of the main crew comes back in time also. Like they find a way at the end of season four, five to follow Data and the Davidians back to San Francisco. And then they're... Yeah, thank you, Swag. I appreciate it. <laughs> and then they're like running around the city in olden times. Mark Twain is there. Right. So why is Guinan Mark is Twain there. there? Like, that's just absurd. Because he was <laughs> in San Francisco at the time and Guinan was like, Guinan went to meet him because he was a, a big deal. You yeah. Know? And she's just kind of traveling <laughs> to Earth because she's an Elarian. So she's just like here hanging out with Mark Twain. So it just makes, it always made sense to me that. Guinan would be near Mark Twain. I think that's basically that makes all we're sense to you. It. Totally. Okay. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> so this is the episode. Like, the biggest thing for me in this episode is that you get the backstory of how Guinan and Picard met. Do you know me? Very well. Do I know you? Not yet, but you will. Yeah, it's cool. Oh, you're killing me. It's cool. I don't hate it. There's so many better episodes in this season. Oh my god, this is like one of the best episodes ever. This is insanity. There's You're so totally many crazy. Better episodes in this season. Oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> like the whole, I just playing off since season two that Picard and and Guinan know each other somehow. Yeah, and, we know they're homies. That's pretty cool. Yeah, but then to find out that Guinan has this whole history with Picard that she's never told him about, that he doesn't know about, that she finally gets to talk with him about. Like, yeah. however many decades later. I mean, it's been like, what is it, 200, 300, 400 years? 1893, and we're in the 24th century. How many right. hundreds of years is that? I don't know. Several hundred years. A lot of hundreds. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a, it's kind of like a, a Doctor a Doctor Who storyline. I guess so, but I really that dig. sort of thing belongs in Doctor Who. I don't feel it for this. Oh, all. I love it. I, love I guess it I'm so not much. a huge fan of time travel in Star Trek. Interesting. Okay. I think that's part of it. Well, yeah. I'm just, I really I was so excited to uh talk to you about that one because I thought you were going to like it so much. All right, moving on. Sorry Realm of Fear. You. I'm crushed. We're starting off with me being Your completely hopes. crushed. All my hopes and dreams. Okay, Realm of Fear. Lieutenant Barkley faces his fear of transporting, but now he thinks that he's being attacked by a creature inside the transporter being. Yeah, that one's dope. You like this one? Yeah. Give me your, I love Barkley. Yeah, he's amazing. Barkley or Barkley? Barkley. Barkley? Yeah. But it's spelt Barkley. Yeah. Okay, cool. Correct all around. <laughs> Barkley's dope. I like him. I like anything with him in it. Yeah. Um, what happens in this one? He swears that there's like a thing in the transporter, right? Right. So yeah. 
Council Choi thinks he's having transporter psychosis. Yeah. Where there's this like new like form of anxiety disorder that revolves around being like broken apart and put back together. Yeah, that's kind of messed up though. I think it's really interesting. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, as someone who's like felt anxiety a lot in my life, this like t- kind of spoke to me a little bit. I'm yeah. like, yeah, he's anxious about doing this thing that sounds terrifying. Although yeah. I would totally do it. I would totally transport if I oh, could. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think I'd be fine with it. But like, yeah. you know, it is kind of weird. Yeah, <laughs> like, totally. Yeah. And there's like the question, are you, are you dying? And then being reassembled? Or are you just being moved? Are you being... Does it make a copy of you? Yeah, it, that's the question. Like, does the original die and the copy continues to live? Or... or do you move from one place to the other? That's, I don't that's what I was trying understand. to say. What do you think? I guess functionally, I we're know. moving from one place to the other. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know about. Yeah, fun. I mean, for all about. intents and purposes, <laughs> you're moving from one place to the other. But yeah, like, totally. I don't know. Anyway, but did the old you die? I don't know. I don't Maybe. know. I think that I there's dead me's, That'd be like creepy. prestige style. Prestige style. That's uh, what I was thinking. Yeah, totally. That's messed up. Uh, yeah, I like this episode. I like Troy's like plexing thing where she like goes like this all the time. Um, do you remember that? Where she's like telling Barkley to learn how to calm oh, down by yeah. plexing, That's which is something thing. I think that I is think is real, real, right? Is that real? I don't know. I've tried it before based off of Counselor Troy's recommendation. <laughs> is it working? Are you relaxed? I don't know. I'm, I was. Do you have weird. transporter psychosis? <laughs> no, but sometimes if I have to talk to too many people on the bus, I like freak out. Very similar, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, JM, what's up, dude? Welcome. Uh, yeah, so I like this episode. It's like not on my favorites list, but I really enjoy it every time I see it. Word, word, word. Yeah. Word. Moving on. Episode three. We're like moving right along. Man of the people. Oh, shit. Oh, this one's so messed up. This one is fucking weird. It is so weird. <laughs> As an ambassador mediates peace talks to end a fierce civil war, Deanna Troy begins to act erratically after spending some time with him. Right? So, like. It, he turns you into a psycho. Yeah, he basically like <laughs> lives off of you and soaks up all your life force. Yeah. And then you turn into a crazy person. A crazy, and then like you jealous, die. angry person. Just so and this guy can like die. focus in his mediations. He's like sucking up the life energy out of Troy. Right. And so really, it poses really, the really question rapey. like, rapey. he's, it is super rapey, yeah. but he's like saving worlds, right? So, like, that's doesn't how matter. we. No, I agree. It doesn't yeah. matter, but that's nice. like the thing <laughs> that. <laughs> That like that's how that's his, he yeah that's like, how he justifies, justifies it to it. himself. Which totally. if I were an off kilter person, I could see that being like a thing. But I'm not a horrible, s- stupid villain. But yeah, yeah, totally. It's it's interesting that uh, that do you remember in season two, Riva the mediator who was deaf. Yes, and he was like, like he had these three people that were his choir, and they like. Right. They yeah, spoke yeah, for yeah. Him and they I, spoke I always felt a little uncomfortable. And they represented like three different like parts of him. Right? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Star Trek is lit. Yeah, wise words. <laughs> it is so lit, dude. Uh, but this kind of reminded me of that, just taken to an extreme, where like this mediator is, uh, like he's Riva's not a bad guy, but he's kind of a dick. You know, he kind of right. takes he takes people for granted. I think he took his course for granted. Yeah. And when he loses them, he like has this revelation. Right. That he needs to be better, and that's why he's a good guy. 
But in this situation, it's but like... But this guy doesn't learn anything. No, this guy doesn't he learn dies. shit. This guy's the worst. <laughs> he like, just sucks. This is like that storyline taken to this next extreme where <laughs> yeah. it's not it's not worth having this mediator yeah. like be this great guy if he's so rapey. Yeah. And killing people in his wake. It's ridiculous. That's fucking shit. That's <laughs> really messed up. I don't like it. <laughs> I'm not wild about this episode. It makes me very uncomfortable. Um, I enjoyed it. Yeah. For the principle of it. But like, you know... Gross. I think it's got a, a good message, but something about the way that, like, the Troy makeup is, is weird. The makeup is weird. Yeah. Like, the way that <laughs> Troy's decline is presented feels Although weird. she looked so good with that streak of white in her oh, hair yeah. and that dress. Oh. I, like, really want to so go gray. I just want to. Me, too. I've go got, like, a streak of gray. I lose my hair. Like, you're gonna lose will, your hair? I mean, I'm prop maybe. I don't know. I'm like really nervous about that. Oh, I think it'll be fine. I hope so. Yeah, it's totally gonna be fine. Thank you. Yeah, don't worry about it. But I really, my goal in life is to go gray before I lose my hair. <laughs> I think gray. I want to go awesome. gray. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Gray streak, so good. That's the best part for of the episode. Sure. <laughs> Troy's oh, gray. Oh, here hair. we go. Episode four. This one's classic. The Enterprise discovers a ship that crashed on a Dyson Spear <laughs> more than 75 years prior with a single survivor suspended in the transporter buffer. Captain Montgomery Scott. Scotty from the original series. This <laughs> was so silly. <laughs> that one is so silly. I enjoyed it. It yeah. was very cute. Yeah. But, like, it, it's so silly. Yeah. But look at his face. What a, what a cute guy. Yeah. yeah. And have, you, have you seen any of the original series? I'm aware of who this guy is. Okay. I haven't seen much yeah. of the original series. Like I this guy, I love this guy. You know, I've but seen I've, I've seen, seen the, whole, the movies that everyone hates that I like. The new the <laughs> yeah. movies of the new. Yeah. yeah, I like those too. But yeah. I but you know, this guy, this actor was in all the original 6 movies plus the original yeah. series and then it's just kind of like it's like a love letter to the original series to have right. him come back. You get to see the bridge on the holodeck. You get to see Scotty right. hanging out. That was really to his cool. It's so great. That was really cool. So I was great. like, that must have been so cool for people like watching it. Yeah, totally. Uh, like when fans it came out. Star Trek yeah, for a long like time. like seeing the old bridge and everything. Like that yeah. must have been really dope. Um, and he's very cool. And I do like the message. It's a good message. Like, you know, yeah. like old people aren't useless, aren't useless in society. So please stop treating them as such because they're people. Totally. <laughs> so yeah. like, you know, it's good. Yeah. It was chill. I like, I like seeing the two chief engineers kind of go up against each other. Um, yeah. Jordy, Jordy's dope. My one weirdness with this episode is that like Jordy doesn't treat scotty well until towards the end like he's really impatient with him yeah and i wish that he'd been like a little more yeah i felt that i felt that that was slightly out of character for yeah captain scott this really isn't we're in engineering call me scotty scotty this really isn't a good time for a tour we're running a phase seven survey of the dyson sphere i'm not here for a tour laddie i'm here to help that's very kind but i'm sure we can handle it um, yeah, this this episode, it's just fun. It's great, and uh, I love the Dyson sphere. I think the Dyson sphere is the coolest thing. It's like oh it's this yeah, giant sphere. It's like built that around a star. So cool. So people live on the inside of it and harness the energy from the sun. Yeah. And there's like there's this alien. Well, there's this theory that there's this alien megastructure. That's this reason that's the star that's nearby. We're seeing it like blink in and out. Oh, they found out that it's just like 
something. Aren't they still, they're still trying to figure out what it is, right? No, I think that they figured it out. Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, bummer. Well, yeah. one of the theories was that it was a Dyson sphere. Yeah, it was It was like it was something not. so big and yeah. man-made orbiting a star that it was causing it to like blank. Yeah, like yeah. the gravitational whatever yeah. of it. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, Dyson Sphere like really captured my imagination. Actually, my song I wrote the song Lightspeed where I put a Dyson Sphere oh, in awesome. because of this episode. I never finished Yeah, that, that was song, such though. a cool concept and I love how they got out and I loved like I loved them not being able to communicate with uh the the Enterprise, but they were like they know each other as a crew so well and they also have are such good like military people that they know what to do in order to get out of the situation they're mm-hmm. they can like predict what they're doing on the enterprise like, oh yeah they totally. probably can't get out you know like yeah. stuff like that and like they're all just like it. figuring out like by logic you know what totally like everyone happening. on the crew is a scientist they mm-hmm. all like think about the universe through yeah. the scientific method yeah so they can all kind so of they all think end up at like a reasonably like similar conclusion to where they can help each other out yeah like yeah it's really cool hey all this boy does is 360 no scope noobs that is a long name i'm a new sub i see that you're into star trek so am i awesome I'm very into Star Trek. Look, I'm, I wore my Star Trek shirt. Did I wear this? I think I wore this exact same shirt the last time we did this. Yeah, live. I think you did. It was totally a coincidence, but I realized it later in the yeah. day, and I almost changed, but then I did not. No, it's good. Fuck it, I it's love this good. Shirt. I wore a Dolly Parton shirt. Yeah, Jeff's shirt's awesome. It's really cool. Jeff's shirt is so cool. I was staring at it for a while um, earlier. I just bought it from a local company here, and I forgot the name of it. But good story, I'll bro. figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, next is schisms. Episode 5, Enterprise crew members report that they go to sleep but wake up exhausted. A mysterious subspace space pocket forms inside a cargo bay. So this is the right. one where people are falling asleep and being stolen by these other aliens this and experimenting on in their sleep. This is my worst nightmare. This episode is terrifying. This is my worst <laughs> nightmare. When I was a kid, I was like, have you ever seen that movie Fire in the Sky? No. It's a terrifying Fire alien abduction that movie. So and it's so messed up. What do I know that from? I know that from Because something. it was just like, oh, I don't know. It's just like. Was Spielberg involved in that somehow? I don't remember. I was okay. a child and I was so terrified. I never watched it again. Yeah. I yeah. Don't think I've, I've never seen it. <laughs> but anyway, I used to be really scared of alien abduction. So like oh, yeah. to me, like that sort of thing, like. I like because we lived on a favor runway too in Culver City. Like there were over always planes flying overhead, and sometimes it would be so loud that I was like convinced. Like I was just like laying there in terror, <laughs> thinking sure that aliens? I was gonna get abducted <laughs> like, by aliens. Yeah, it was a scary movie. You so are I the sister not, of yeah. Fox Mulder. Um, it's messed up. It's messed up. Anyway, uh, it scared the 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 bejeebers out of me, yeah. and uh, yeah. Dan, That's part of what makes it a good episode, though, because it really like hit me in like this visceral way. Totally, <laughs> yeah. I totally agree. I love that. Like as the mystery unfolds, the answer is that like the reason people aren't sleeping is because they're being abducted and like cut to pieces and put back together before they wake up. Yeah, and it's terrifying. Like. Riker's arm was like cut off and reattached. And reattached. Oh my god, yeah. that scared the shit out of me. And when, when they I was were in the holodeck and uh, like figuring out, like they took the people that had the same symptoms and they were all like trying. And T- Troy like is a boss and like figures it out for everyone. Like she's like, "What do you remember?" And, like when they go to the holodeck and they and like, they build, build the table. table. Yeah, it's, it's so like, scary. Weird in the background, yeah. and they all kind of have this shared nightmare that yeah. they're trying to recreate. Uh, I love it. This is it I was a good. One. One, and it's very creepy. I yeah. liked it a lot. I think 
I think five so far, stars. this is my second favorite of the season after Time Zero Part 2, which I fucking love. That's your favorite of the season? So far, of the five we've talked about No, so but far. Time Zero? So far, yeah. Oh, of, of the five. I'm yeah, sorry. totally. <laughs> Excuse me. Next is True Q. Oh, uh, yeah. Q once again graces the Enterprise with a visit, claiming that a young intern aboard is really a Q. So there's this young woman who's, like we come to find out, is the uh, like the daughter of... like. Of two Q who left the continuum, I think. They left the continuum because they were like in love and then, they, yeah. and then the Q like murdered them. Yeah. And the, then like this like, girl as grew a punishment. up and, and had like the yeah. powers of the Q and Q was testing her. Yeah. And there was puppies. What did you think of this one? It was cool. Um, <laughs> I didn't dislike it, but it just, um, it fell a little flat to me. Compared yeah, to I, the rest of the season, I but, agree. I like it, but it's not. But it's, it's yeah, it's a cool, it's a cool, it. it's a cool concept. I like it. I think that it would have been cooler if she were telekinetic or something, and they were trying to figure something out about that instead of like yeah, it yeah. right away being like, oh, you're cute, and like it, it turned into this like emotional battle for her. Like, what part of me am I? Yeah, I'm so young, and that sort of thing is confusing. Yeah, and there's that really yeah. awkward scene where she hits on Riker and tries to. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was weird. Like, she like forces him to kiss her, and it's really yeah, really creepy. gross. Yeah, and I'm like, girl, like, come on. <laughs> so like, have in season some self respect. Riker's like this <laughs> young suave dude, and by season six, he's a total dad bod. I love his bod. You love his dad bod. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, this episode's fine. Like nothing yeah, bad. Nothing offensive. Whatever. But yeah, you know, just okay. It's okay. Next up is Rascals, Captain oh, Picard, Ensign Rowe, Guinan, and Keiko so O'Brien are regressed physiologically to age 12 by a transporter accident, but retain their adult memories, resulting in different reactions from each. When rogue Ferengi hijack the Enterprise, the young crew members, along with Alexander Roshenko, lead the revolt. Kid Picard is the best. They're all it's the best. So great. They're all so good at being who they're supposed to be. Yeah, all of the kids in this are so good. The premise of this episode is like insane. I that, like, love that they, it. That they it would is so cool. Have like several of the main cast members played by children. <laughs> I think Guinan and Ro are impeccable. They're, they're, they're so, so good. good. It's like insane how well Guinan, yeah, are. they are so good like yeah. at being Guinan and Ro. Yeah. It's insane. It's crazy. I, yeah. lo- I love it. This isn't some kind of glorious second childhood, Guinan. Our bodies have been violated. Changed. Doesn't that bother you? Sure it bothers me. But at the moment, I can't do anything about it. So I might as well enjoy it. The guy who plays Picard was actually the same person who played his um, his nephew in oh, season four. okay. Who is actually related to him. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, so he played... He plays like all of Picard's younger relatives, even Picard himself. That's awesome. (laughs) Uh, He was very good also. I liked him a lot. This episode has maybe like the highest cheese factor of... Anything on the show I this like far? I like how they stay kids for but, a little bit longer. I loved it. Like, or Rose I loved stays it. a kid for a little bit longer. So, so Guinan can, jump on can the bed. like yeah. No, no, so that Guinan can like be interested in what she's doing as a child oh, at the that's very end. I thought that Ro just was like finding this like comfort in being a kid and didn't want to go back. And she wanted to like just give it a couple more minutes. 
That's exactly what I said. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> I thought you said, I have no idea what I thought you said, but there you go. Well, that's we literally agree. what happened is that Guinan was like, oh, tell me about I, this drawing. <laughs> I thought you were saying that she did it so that Guinan would pay attention to her. Isn't that what you said? No. Oh. I mean, yes, but not like that. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> I, I think we're, we're saying the same thing from okay. opposite Different, sides yeah, of... I don't know. It doesn't we're matter. We're like yelling at each other across the football field. And yeah. <laughs> you're listening quite you're the same, but we're saying kind of the same thing. Yeah, it's sort of the same thing. Uh, Anyways, totally. yeah, they're I love great. This episode. Yeah, they I are so great. this one is like totally fantastic. I kind of like when Look shows... Look at Jesse with his sister, you guys. Yeah, the face mug. Look at that. It's my favorite mug. I use it yeah. every time I come over here. I made that for my grandpa. <laughs> and then after he passed away, I I took it back because I loved it. Oh, hi, Evan. Evan. Look, it's Evan. Yo, what's up, dude? What up, dude? Yo, welcome. I haven't been on Twitter lately, Evan. I'm sorry. I hope you don't miss me. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> what's next? Next is, uh, we're like on a roll now. Next is a fistful of datas. Episode 8. After a computer so, malfunction, Worf, his son Alexander Roshenko, and Counselor Deanna Troy are trapped in an Old West holodeck program wherein the interactive characters physically resemble and have the same enhanced abilities as Data. So this is the Old West episode. It's like the, the, the famous Old West episode from Star Trek The Next Generation. A couple points about this, all right? The fucking holodeck. <laughs> I know! You're right. It's okay. so dangerous. Two, uh, Counselor Troy doing a southern accent. <laughs> I love it. She is the sexiest ever in this episode. It's awesome. Like, I don't, I don't want to just... I mean, Counselor Troy is an amazing character, and I don't want to, like, boil her down to her sexiness. Yeah. But she's very attractive. Yeah. And in this episode, like, her outfit... Like, the way she looks dressed as a cowboy, like, kills me. She's so it's good. so awesome. She's so good in this I one. I like so much. I am sure that the three of us can handle any problems. Hold on. I was just passing through town, saw a little trouble, and thought I'd lend a hand. But I ain't one of your deputies, Sheriff. And Data's accent also is hilarious when he like keeps jumping yeah, in and out totally. of like his calling, different characters. Yeah. And then he plays like the the bartender woman at the end. Like, <laughs> I, I feel like in season six they kind of say, you know what, let's be a little silly, let's be a little ridiculous. But like our our characters are so strong that I think we can pull this off. And they, I, to me, they do it every time. Yeah, you know? I don't know about every time, but yeah, totally. So far, at least. Well, um, yeah, I don't know either. We'll find out. But yeah, like I love uh, Worf and Alexander connecting over something like because very early in the episode he's like oh I see the appeal to this game you yeah. know like he's, he gets <laughs> to like fight people and stuff and um, and that's really cool but uh, point three the. F- fucking holodeck man <laughs> yeah like, it's so dangerous like it is so dangerous There's why like, are people using that yeah totally like uh-huh. don't use the holodeck the holodeck is dangerous i think it's worth I'm the risk sorry like no evan wants to know why you're hiding that shave under your hat oh because it's a cool i'm hat. not hiding it it's just my looks hat great. looks dope and i look fresh as fudge there you go yeah but thank you there you go uh, <laughs> I love, like, Worf kind of opening up and being a little bit more playful in this episode. Like, a side of him you don't really see. I, lo- I love Data playing all the different characters. They do this a couple times throughout the whole run of the show where they have Brent Spiner play, like, different characters. Yeah. Because he's really He's a really good, good actor. Yeah, he's really yeah. good. <laughs> I like him a lot. Yeah. I, Next, want, I want to have his children. 
You don't have children. Yeah, his, you like, like him a lot. Android children. Oh, okay. You want to have Data's children, not necessarily Brent Spiner's yeah, children. Yeah, I want to have Data's children. Did I tell you about? I told you about meeting Brent Spiner. Yes, I know. you okay. have. I don't know if like, <laughs> uh, next up is the episode nine, the quality of life. Data discovers a group of robots that he believes qualifies life life forms. So this is the one about the exocomps, where there's like this. The scientist who's built these machines that can yeah. things, but Data thinks they're alive, and he kind of gets behind. Their, and Data was super invested. In yeah, this. he totally was. It's kind of like a sequel to Measure of the Ma- Measure of a Man in yeah. season two, where Data has to go on trial for whether or not he's like sentient. Right. Um, right. Yeah, I really, I I like this episode. I feel like it's a little on the nose for me. So, yes, at times. Um, yeah, what was your reaction? I, I enjoyed it probably because it was a data episode and it's like I love almost every data episode. But yeah. um but uh I liked the actual robots and how yeah. they handled that. They're cute. They're really cute and like I they looked really good. They still look pretty good, you know, like yeah. that aged well I feel like. Um but like yeah i also like the part where they pass the test or they they keep failing the test for being alive yeah remember but that's because they're smart enough to know that it's a test so they're trying to like figure out like how to like i don't know they fix it or or make the fake meltdown from happening yeah they they fix the fake meltdown from happening anymore (laughs) and he's like oh no they're alive but like not like that because he's data yeah totally yeah (laughs) yeah i i love that they're still kind of playing with the idea of can a mechanical creature be alive uh, if so, because like that, it really comes back to data. Remember, there were those like nanobots too that were. Like, yeah, those nanobots yeah. that were alive beginning, like first episode of season three, I think. Yeah. Where the guy from Scrubs was on it. Oh yeah, <laughs> the guy that played Kelso, I think. Yeah. Kelso is that his name? I haven't seen that in so long. I don't remember. So, yeah, I like I like this. I like what it does for the show. It's not one that I hold in like super high regard, yeah. but it's good. All right, now we're getting into. This is my. This is this is taking over as my favorite of the season. Uh, Chain of Command Part One and Two. This one was really cool. Yeah, Andy says your hair's on point. Uh, cute. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Andy. Your hair's always on point. Yeah, she knows. And so is her face because she's gorgeous. Yes, I yeah. agree. Actually, um, Andy, close your ears for a second. This is—I don't want you to hear this spoiler. She's watching through the show, and she's really excited about it. <laughs> uh, okay, so Picard, Worf, and Doctor Crusher are reassigned from the Enterprise to a secret mission. Meanwhile, the Enterprise is under the command of Captain Edward Jellico, who immediately starts making changes, much to the dismay of the crew. And then let's just read the description of Part Two and talk about them as a whole, right? Because um, that's only half the story here. Captain Picard's secret mission fails, leading him to being captured by Cardassians as he is tortured by his captors. Captain Jellico and the Enterprise <sighs> attempt to prevent war with the Cardassian Union. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So much good stuff in this, in this yeah. couple episodes. And usually I'm like kind of against two-parters a little bit. Like, I, you, you mentioned that before. Yeah, I'm usually not super into two-parters. Is it the, like the whole nature of the cliffhanger that bugs you? Or no, I is think it dragging out the story. That it just drags you? out a story that the usually, usually there yeah. isn't quite enough story to go around. Yeah, I think for me because but I, this one there was plenty. Totally, I see what yeah. you're saying. I think for me the reason I kind of like it when some of the two parters are slow is because I just love. No, you know what? I take it back because Redemption Part One is a little slow. Uh, the end of this season is a little slow. I thought the last episode wasn't my favorite, so I'm actually. 
I guess the season end cliffhangers can be can be kind of a crapshoot, but Time Zero, like absolute favorite for me of all the cliffhangers. It's so great. <laughs> Dana's head buried under San Francisco like four hundred years ago. It's so good. How could you not like it? That is uh, pretty. I mean, I didn't. Did I say I didn't like it? I think I'm just kind of lukewarm on sure, it. But okay. anyway, yeah, I, maybe I said I didn't like it. But I, yeah. but you know, I do so, get anyway, it. Anyway, I'm like, with you. I think yeah. I think your, your point. So a lot is of the two partners yeah. are are kind of icky, and but this, this one's one. <laughs> so great, so it's much so great stuff going good. on. And my heart was actually beating when he yeah. was getting tortured. Uh, when he me, was getting tortured, it was so intense. It's so intense. Let's see who plays. And it's messed uh, up, and it's literally it's 1984. It's totally 1984. No, it's like oh, like the two plus two equals five thing. Yeah, how many how many lights? Are, this yeah. is like the, the famous Star Trek meme. Like there are four lights. You know, this is where this comes from. Yeah. Oh yeah, look, you see Data in his red uniform. It's fucking weird. It makes his face look the wrong color. Yeah. Uh, Gol Madred. That's the guy who played Gol Madred. Oh my God! There's so much fucking here on this. Website. I don't know, but um, I really loved the the there are four lights thing. That was so good and was so intense. And that guy was a yeah. really good actor. Um, he was really great. Oh, David Warner. David Warner, a really famous character actor. He's been in a lot. Um, he like totally knocked it out of the park in this episode. Right. Yeah, I mean, what, so if and was, he almost does it. I'm sorry. He almost does. Oh, he almost like he gives almost up says, and says like there's five, lights. there's five lights just yeah. because he didn't. He was just didn't want to be tortured anymore, and he thought that they that the Enterprise was gone. Yeah, it's he told him that. It's such an insane yeah episode. Like the fact that they just kind of go way out on a limb and say we're just going to do an episode about torture and then torture oh, the main. But character. you know what? Also, Picard said at the very end, she she was um, Troy was like. Like, I could see why you would give up and just say that there were five lights. And he's like, no, I, like, saw five lights. That's right. Because that's, like, a thing. Like, people can torture you to that point where, like, your brain will just start believing something totally totally conflicting, which is double think. Which is double think from from 1984. Right. You know, like, that's exactly what that is. So, I don't know. in, like, a jar full of bugs or mice or whatever it was. (laughs) So terrifying. So, like, yeah. It's just really, I really liked that they took that 1984 stuff and, like, really brought it to this story and, like, people are always trying to do a fresh spin on that and I think that that's really hard to do and I think that they did it very well. Yeah. Um, So that's really good. And also, this episode marks the episode where Counselor Troy starts wearing a uniform, which I thought was so good. Yeah. I love her in a uniform. I love it too. It took them so long. She doesn't need to be wearing different clothes totally. from everyone else because she's a good-looking lady totally you know? it and kind like, of writes a, a it's not writes a wrong necessarily but kind of like i don't know she was asked to change her uniform by this captain jellico by, the, who by came captain jellico but then she continues episode. to do it by choice yeah. for the rest of the run because of the show she's so much more professional and this to <laughs> me this to me there are so many good like uh, women driven episodes in this season. I I got really excited about some of them. I can't wait till those come up because those were some of my favorites. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. So this is when Jellico like asks her to wear a uniform and she sticks with it. Like it's really good. It's really interesting to see another captain in command and he like doesn't get along with Riker at all. But everything, but it all worked too because, because Starfleet is like such a good structure. Yeah. And like, because, because, um, you know, the, 
sorry, because the people are so loyal to like that structure and people actually follow through on this stuff everything ends up working you yeah. know like but like prime directive fucking but, works, yeah you know? like it works you know yeah. and and at there are times and there's conflict and like the whole conflict with him and Riker, where they're like i don't like you yeah um and i want but i'm not gonna command you to to do, be the pilot for this but i but i would like to ask you yeah and like and he's like yeah because he knows that it's the best thing for the mission he's not going to be a petty b-hole about it yeah and totally. like not pilot the ship that they need him to pilot you know yeah and because because the prime directive is the most important thing totally even after they got rid of picard under really shady circumstances yeah Riker's which none of the people follow. on the crew know about yeah but i mean the whole setup of this like the first half where picard is going on the secret mission with Worf and crusher and like they're trying training and the holodeck and all that it's so great yeah computer freeze program you were five seconds slower that time you increased the difficulty level sir mr wolf it's going to be far more difficult where we're going which is where exactly i'm sorry i can't tell you that yet uh evan says it's crazy that warner played the cardassian interrogator in this episode that we just talked about gorkon on uh, the undiscovered country and the human ambassador on final frontier crazy wow you know a lot of stuff dude evan Evan, Evan knows his shit. Yeah. That is all fucking true. I, that totally like jogged my memory. Yeah, yeah, swag. Swag was slightly rude to someone and also misspelled Spock. S P O C K. So let's all be nice to each other, because because <laughs> we're all gonna be wrong about everything all the time, and that's part of the fun. Yeah, I'm wrong about a lot of stuff. Yeah. So yeah, this is this is now my favorite in the season. I want to have I want to be able to say like a favorite in the season when we get to the end. But so far, this is my top. You keep saying this. Yeah, this is this is, <laughs> this is supplanted rascals and time zero. But those are my top three so far. Yeah. My goodness, this Lacroix cola flavored water is delicious. Isn't it good? I just accidentally went to the episode one of Deep Space Nine from there. Oh, so I'm like good. emissary? What? Like the emissary from season two of this show? Hey, you're getting some love from Kitten Haley. Oh, Kitten Hale? Is it you, Katie? Katie, is it you, Starfish? <laughs> um, I am pushing so the wrong. So what's the next episode? Okay, here we go. Next episode. Okay, ship in a bottle. Oh, yeah, here we go. Andy, close your ears again. You don't want this spoiler either. <laughs> Professor Moriarty returns only this time. Uh, control of the Enterprise in his quest to leave the holodeck. Fuck the holodeck. <laughs> the holodeck oh, no, should right. not be being but it's used. it's so fertile for a story. It's just not, it's not appropriate. Don't do oh, it. Don't it. say no to the holodeck. I've been waiting since season two for Moriarty to come back, <sighs> and he's finally back. And it's they got so a great. happy ending, and that's chill. And I love the whole like dream within yeah. a dream, like the holodeck that, program, that, like Inception thing. stuff. It's like yeah. Inception before Inception was <laughs> yeah. even incepted inside of Chris Nolan's mind. <laughs> when Inception was like the tiniest little incept in, inside of Chris Nolan. <laughs> that, that's where he got it. Yeah. Busted, Chris Nolan. <laughs> Busted. Evan says he's confused by all the chatter. Dude, we all are. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like, thank, we got a lot of my uh, Mario Maker watchers in here. So thank you guys for coming to hang out for some sci-fi stuff. Hi, I'm awesome. Jeff. I'm a friend of Jesse Mercury's, also known as Bonnie Quest at times when oh, I'm yeah. feeling super futuristic. Yeah. Uh, but my name is Jeff. I play in a band called Rat Queen. Check them out. Ratqueen.bandcamp.com if you like 
punk rock about doing drugs. It's pretty great. It's good stuff. Yeah. Hey, Espinor's got to go. Thanks for checking in. We'll see you next time. Bye. Uh, yeah, Jeff and I are old friends. Yeah. We've been friends for years now. Yeah, we met in LA. We met in LA when my band was on tour. Yeah. <laughs> and you told me... And I got you guys a show at the Roxy. That was all we played. Like, yeah. Like, the Roxy has this little <laughs> yeah. club above it called On the Rocks, and it was, like, so fun. Yeah, it was, it was a one cool of the show. best shows ever. Yeah. It's, like, not a very big room. But it's so swanky and awesome. Yeah, and it's I really like cool. Such a rock star. Yeah, I played cool a song club. there, uh, "Oh Susanna," that's about the Dark Tower that I wrote forever ago. Yeah, just saying. I don't know what Dark Tower is. Oh wait, yes I do. Yes I do. Oh yes my I God. do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it took me a sec. My bad. Uh, we were just looking at each other yeah. in terror. For people <laughs> listening to this later on the podcast, that's what was happening. We we're staring into each other's eyes and like no comprehension <laughs> of what the other was talking about. So well, anyway, so Jeff and I have been doing this on my podcast for like two years. Yeah. And we're just getting to season six. Yeah. We I do a lot of other shows on the podcast, but like every episode, I have different people come on talk about different shit, Star Wars, you mm-hmm. know, whatever. Mm-hmm. If you're new to this. Yeah. yeah 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 so yeah and you can tell the story but just later maybe i don't know okay we don't yeah. have to tell it. we've told it on the podcast before yeah. <laughs> we don't have to tell it stop copying yeah yeah who knows there's like a chat going on in the chat that has nothing to do with hap- what's happening on oh, screen it's cool. just like people talking to each other also oh i was just wondering which is great i mean i, I love it come it's and awesome. hang out you know yeah. just be yourself and then we got the chat on the screen if anyone's watching this or listening to this we do have the chat on the screen if you want to go see it on my youtube uh. page uh, you can see Jeff's burps in real life yep. on YouTube <laughs> at uh, youtube.com slash Jesse Mercury Sci-Fi, which you're at right now if you're watching us, but this is going to be a podcast later. Anyway, I love this episode. Uh, what do you think about the fate? Uh, Andy, if you're back, spoilers again. What do you think about the fate of Moriarty where he's kind of evolved from his first appearance and then he gets to live out his days in this? Uh, correct, Evan. Yeah, that's correct. He gets to live out his days in this computer program that he thinks is reality. Like they're tricking him into, right. into having a happy ending for himself, but in his that's mind, fine. it's real. Do you think it's okay? That's great because he can never leave the hollow deck. And if he's grown like consciousness, you may as well give him like the you know yeah. the ability to go and retire and do whatever he wants with a woman he loves like that would be so yeah. crappy because that's why he went so crazy like again because he was stuck in the holodeck and they right. didn't realize that he was feeling time that entire right he time. was feeling the passage of time yeah so yeah. like he's he just, was just like in carbonite the whole yeah, time basically exactly <laughs> just it's torture yeah so you know good stuff he can't leave the holodeck yeah, whatever. I, I i i love this episode so yeah. much but I, I'm a little conflicted on lying to someone like that. So, like, his whole life is now a lie, you know? Is like, it, imagine, imagine if he were to ever, for some reason, discover, like, the limits of the program or discover it was the holodeck somehow. Because he's a genius. Like, he might discover it. And then, then he's stuck in the holodeck. No one is checking on him. Like, he's living this lie, and then he can't get out, and he's trapped forever. It's still amazing stuff to see, and he can do whatever he wants. Yeah. I, what What else is there for... Or what do you want them to do? It's do you want like, them to kill him? Like, do you remember the episode where Riker... Future Imperfect, where Riker had this son... Uh, he like woke up in the future and had a son, but the son was actually just creating. Yeah, a, like, alternate it's a reality. bummer. Yeah, I love that episode, but the kid's life was unfulfilled because everything in it was fake, you know. And right. getting him off of that planet at the end of the episode was kind of this way to bring him back into like society and culture that's real because, you know, it's a synthetic world in the holodeck. It's not. Right. It's not real. But then I don't know because like you, if if yeah, Moriarty then... is alive, then why? And the holodeck created him. Then why can't the holodeck itself? 
grow the way that data has grown and have consciousness the way the exocomps have consciousness maybe the holodeck itself is alive when you run a program maybe this program itself is alive what do you want them to do (laughs) i have no idea (laughs) like Uh, how would they get him out of there they can't they tried yeah they tried totally they tried to use the and tried to take over and like tried to take over the ship yeah or tried to make them think that he'd taken over the yeah. ship, I guess, this time. I love that they found a new... Because Moriarty took over the ship the first time, and then this time he pretends to, inside of a simulation, yeah. to fool Picard. And, like, it's just great. It's a great story. Yeah, it's so good. I, I love it. I mean, they really had me, too. Like, oh, yeah, it's absolutely. Hard to, it's hard to get me when it comes to TV, oh, but they cool. really had me. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, I feel like this show is so great when it does mysteries, and... It found such a cool way to do a new mystery in the Sherlock Holmes style without doing another Sherlock Holmes episode. Right. Yeah. Where, like, the mystery Which is... Which I could do without. You know, I would have <laughs> loved it if they did it, but it makes it more special that they only did it once. Yeah. Uh, the fact that they brought Moriarty back, but it wasn't another Sherlock Holmes episode, yeah. where the mystery is, like, happening in the reality of the, the, the quote-unquote real world in the holodeck. What did I just say? That was a lot of nonsense. I don't, yeah. <laughs> and now it's lost. Who cares? Um, moving on. What's Great episode. Next? I love that episode. Yeah, that's, good stuff. That's, good I'm stuff. putting that in my top list. I have now have four in my top list. That's not on top, though. Chain okay. of Command's still on top. It's a lot of uh, tops. Next is Aquiel. This one's bonkers. Jordi <laughs> <laughs> uh, LaForge falls in love with a woman accused of murder in an isolated communication relay station. The Enterprise crew investigates the crime. The only other suspect is a Klingon officer who frequently visited the station. So this is the one where Jordy's like going through this woman's personal logs, getting to know her because she was like he supposedly murdered. He always falls in love with people like through a secondary means. I know. It's weird. He needs to get out there and, yeah. <laughs> and meet people. He can't yeah. just like go through people's stuff and, yeah, he, like, <laughs> and fall in love with them. It's a stalkery. Yeah. You know? But he's a nerd. Like he's like not good at social stuff, I guess. So like. Yeah. And I. And I love I him guess so I much. I get that. And but, I want him to like do well with relationships. But now I think he's awkward. So whenever I see him kiss somebody, it's really awkward for me. <laughs> yeah, I know LeVar Burton complained that they made him like kind of a, a, a schlub with the ladies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's I think it's really interesting that the chief engineer who... His, like the thing that he knows best is the engines of the Enterprise and something mechanical. Yeah. Whenever he like meets someone who is attractive to him and who is also digital right uh and like like someone he can't interact with in the real world then he seems to like open to that type of person more right and maybe because like it's he's part he mechanical has low, he has like yeah mechanical but i think eyes, he just has you know? low self-esteem i think that's true too and i i actually wrote uh, a song like years ago called digital girl about like falling in love with uh someone that you see online who isn't real right and like that's I mean I've felt those feelings before right. you know like I've seen someone online like, oh, oh I, I do it all the you. time but at the same time yeah. it's like when, when I really let let that feeling take hold it feels empty to me right. because I don't really know that person so I kind of keep those feelings like to the surface right right because like I don't need them to go any deeper because I don't know like I uh, like uh, I can't think of a good example like it's stuff from middle school where like maybe I talked to someone online that I didn't know in real life and I would fantasize what they would look like and all this yeah. stuff. And they become the perfect person when in fact, you know, and I, I've never met that person in real life, but I fall in love with the people from like bands, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but like, 
like even like not famous bands like <laughs> it's like, like local, local bands. bands and i'm just yeah. like but that really ups your chance of being yeah. able to have sex with them, so. <laughs> That's good. I'm good, but then i get scared and i don't talk to them ever yeah I, yeah yeah so yeah ignore that anyone from seattle you didn't hear it yeah my girlfriend performs and when she's in love with when she's when she's on stage i feel like i'm like falling in love with her like as a performer yeah not as like my girlfriend and it's really exciting yeah <laughs> and then we get to go home together it's great it's cute, cute. Uh, okay face of the enemy this is a great episode yes troy is captured and forced so good <laughs> forced to masquerade as a romulan <laughs> intelligence officer in a plot to aid the defection of several high-ranking romulan officers Bruh. so good tell me more so good yeah dude Troy has no choice but to do what this guy says. And yeah. uh, he backs her into a corner and she kind of like takes it away from him at a certain point. She does. That's how she gets out of the yeah. whole mess. She like he gives her all of this power and demands to like that she do certain things with it and she has to go along with it because she has no way off of this ship currently, right? right. So she totally. just kind of has to bide her time and like do the things that he says, right? Um what are they trying to do? They're trying to sneak weapons. They're trying to trying to aid in the defection of several high-ranking Romulan officers. So right. in, in in essence, like their goals are her goals. They kind of kidnap yeah. her because she's Starfleet, and they know but that she. But she would never ac- achieve this this way as Starfleet, right? Yeah. So totally. they're kind of playing this dirty. So he's like trying to get her to do this stuff, but they have the same goals, and she has no choice but to really just to do it yeah it's really and like and the way sure. she's like yelling at people and bringing her a game like 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 she's a romulan like right <laughs> so like he's saying like you have to be convincing and and she's like that's never a concern for her is what i realized after watching it she was never oh, concerned yeah. about being convincing because totally. this is her job anyway like if she's backed into a corner she has to act her way out of a situation yeah she's gonna do it because she's a starfleet officer she can read the room pretty yeah, well and- yeah people need exactly to see, you know? <laughs> so like so it's just like such a great use of her empath abilities like just such great acting in it she fucking brings it like telling people what to do bossing like the like captain around and stuff it was so dope i loved this one are you questioning my ability to command you are not fit to command step down Step down or I will have you removed. Something that I just love that they do on Star Trek a lot, particularly on Deep Space Nine, is that sometimes you get to see the actors that play characters of one species play another species. Yeah. Like, we've already seen Picard and Data as Romulans. Now we're seeing Troy as a, as a Romulan. Uh, in Deep Space Nine, you get to see a couple of the people as Klingons, and it's like a party to me. It's like, what would what would my favorite characters look like as Klingons? <laughs> and then they do it with you know the best makeup that you'll ever get. Uh, I I love it that's so much. Awesome. I really love it. Yeah. So th- I have so, so much that's joy part of why you like in this it. episode just yeah. from seeing her as a Romulan. I also think that the way that it starts, like a cold open of her waking up in a room and she's a Romulan. And we're she figuring no it out. Why. We're figuring it out like, with her too. Yeah, we have no start. idea. I love it. Why she is that way, and I just also love that she like takes the power back from that dude and like forces him to like let her go, basically because he gave her so much like power in the whole situation. Yeah, and he just expected her to like be freaked out and 
not, you know, just do what he said. And when really she was just buying his like time. <laughs> yeah. And she like flipped it on him and he's like, Oh no. And like, she got to go home and like get her face fixed and it was all chill. Yeah. It was great. It was good. Ken good Haley one. says canon fan fiction. That's, I love that type of shit. Yeah. I like Doctor Who does stuff like that a lot. Exactly. Like, oh, what, what yeah, you, totally. Like, the Day of the Doctor is totally. That is totally canon, canon fan, fan fiction. fiction. Yeah. yeah. Yes, like, absolutely. What do I want to see more than anything? Matt Smith and David Tennant at the same time oh, playing the Doctor. God. That's what I want. The 50th anniversary was just so, it was so good. good. <laughs> what did you think about the latest season, season 10? I haven't watched it. Okay. But Capaldi kind of lost me a little bit. And I think yeah. I figured out why now that I've had some distance from it. If we could just do a little sidebar, yeah, let's do here. a sidebar. Um, Doctor Who sidebar. We're little, taking a we're yeah. taking a break. Yeah, we're just going to take a short break because I need to get this off my chest in public. Yeah. Like, okay, so like I haven't seen any of the newest companion. I kind of stopped watching after season eight, which I think that they're like starting season ten. Or, or 11 11 they're starting season, season 11 i think season 10 just finished i might be wrong about so that. i've been out like for a while and okay. um so you only saw one season of capaldi no i guess i saw two i guess okay. i did see season nine the I one where they get shrunk nine. yeah that's a good season there's good stuff happening in it i yeah. like the adventures clara's second season yes with capaldi with capaldi. capaldi's second season is a way easier way of saying that it's like clara's clara's like third season i think yeah anyway yeah good stories in that i really liked like the shrinking episode where they're in the, into the dalek and uh yeah. i loved the uh heist one you know like there's some really good stuff that really sticks out in my mind is that season that might be season eight I, it might be season eight that's, season that's eight. the last season i watched no i probably saw some of the ones after that too but like that's what i'm saying i yeah. don't remember them because okay. they were forgettable <laughs> well season and, nine there's stuff that happens the last three episodes are like some of the, did you ever see the doctor like in a castle for forever the one where himself? like he has to punch his way okay, out of that's, the thing that's definitely season nine right okay I, so i think i saw numbers, season yeah. nine okay, i saw cool. season nine but i barely remember any of it that nine. episode was very good and there was some good stuff there's always good stuff i really yeah. i will always love doctor who yeah. and i do plan on watching what i haven't seen i just haven't yet yeah and like my big issue with capaldi who's an amazing actor and he was so good in children of men Oh, so oh, good, Children that. of Men, uh, from Torchwood. But um, uh, but he's a great doctor, and I enjoy what he did with it. But ultimately, what I love about Doctor Who is the wonder of it. Yeah. The wonder of the universe. Yeah. And I feel like a little bit of that is lost with the Picaldi Doctor. Because, I hear you. You know, yeah. because... Tennant and Smith were distinctly different doctors, but they both had this like, look at how freaking yeah. incredible so this is. And so did Eccleston. He's like, yeah. the first episode where he goes on an actual adventure with Rose, which I believe is the second episode. Yeah, where they go to the future. The They go to watch the earth burn yeah. or whatever. <laughs> and, uh, and, he, and he's like, dude check this out like like even Eccleston has that like and I feel like yeah, a lot absolutely. of the wonder is lost and I think that that's what people cherish about Doctor Who the most well for me 
for what I cherish about Doctor Who that Capaldi has, and I do cherish that, and yeah. I do miss that, and I'm actually ready to move on. Yeah, I love Capaldi. I so really much, hope the new Doctor will I'm bring some of on. that wonder back. I'm ready to move on from Stephen Moffat. I think that it's time for a new showrunner. I don't know. Maybe, I, maybe his ideas are run out. I can't really make a real call on that until I see the rest of what I've missed. Yeah. But like, like, I love Stephen Moffat. But yeah, uh, but he his did years, a really good job. He's, he's run like half the show, and Russell T Davies ran like the first half. Yeah, and I felt I've always felt like part of like the B movie nature of Doctor Who that kind of takes it to this extra height of emotion for me yeah. has been absent in the Stephen Moffat years. In the it, later Stephen Moffat years. It, it looks like yeah. it looks really good and it looks really clean but p- part of me kind of misses the needs, clunkiness it doesn't of the need that. Stuff. It doesn't need to be clean. It doesn't clean. need to be clean. Absolutely. And I, and I really yeah. love I hope that he keeps doing um Sherlock. <laughs> yeah. I really want more of that. Yeah. It's probably like, not going to be for a long time, but like still. Totally. Um, I, I love him. Colby, would I let the doctor kidnap me? Like, fuck yes, a yeah, thousand are, I have had yes. that dream. I know. Can he kidnap so me is my times. question. I would Willie, love that. Please. 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 The only alien abduction. I will leave all of these people behind. The only alien abduction that's cool with both of us is yeah, the doctor abducting us. Yeah, that's the only one. Yeah. yeah. So I, I adore, like, Stephen Moffat's seasons. I love it all. But I'm, I'm just, like, I was frustrated with the way that season 10 kind of went. And it, it felt like rehashing to me. Uh, it felt uh, of other plot lines and emotionally it wasn't very satisfying right. and, and i i just i just didn't quite sit right with me i know evan's here evan loved it i wish i don't know maybe because i haven't seen the the mendozian uh cyberman from way back in the day i had no attachment to it yeah uh but i don't know what you're talking about that's no okay. spoilers but anyway because i, I yeah, am no gonna spoilers. go back and yeah. watch it i i just like it left me with a weird taste yeah. in my mouth but i'm really looking forward to the christmas special because i love capaldi i love the christmas i really want the last episode time, with though. capaldi to like yeah. satisfy me you know yeah. I really want that. he was a, he's a good doctor um i love just him. not yeah. my favorite as yeah. the, as the doctor and you know he's my third favorite which is still very high because i love yeah. the doctor so much it's gonna be tenant smith eccleson oh eccleson then capaldi yeah i put capaldi above eccleson i don't i do He's the reason I fell in love with Doctor Who. Nice. That's awesome. (laughs) Oh, Evan missed that. I was just saying I know you loved the the season finale of Doctor Who, and I wasn't as wild about it. That's all. So, next episode. (laughs) That was a great break, you guys. Doctor Who break. Let's get back into this shit. We're going to pause the conversation right there on that little cliffhanger for you. Hopefully my cliffhangers are are more uh, consistent than the ones in Star Trek The Next Generation. And I'll bring you the rest of this next week. Jeff will be back. For the last handful of episodes, I've been talking about how I put my premium podcast on Bandcamp if people wanted to try downloading individual episodes. Uh, I've discontinued that because I actually got zero downloads after all the time I've been talking about it, which I think has been like two months or something. Uh, Not a single download. So that is no more because that actually cost me money just to have it up there. Uh, to have the podcast on there. So that was an idea that I tried, did not work. That's okay. The premium podcast is still available and and back to being exclusively available on Patreon. So if you'd like to support my show while checking out some cool rewards for your monthly subscription, head on over to patreon.com slash sci-fi project. Check out my sci-fi synth pop music and the rest of my podcasts all at jessemercury.com. And that's it. That's going to do it for this episode of Sci-Fi with Jesse Mercury. So thank you for joining us. And until next time, stay nerdy out there. Nerdy.